the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. This time of year, the temperature, it's getting chilly, it's getting cold. When are you going to first put on your heat? Call JKL Engineering, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Remember, estimates are free, financing is available for both residential and commercial Hey, face it, whether we like it or not, the heating season is here. Let J.K. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K. Engineering design and install high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 50 years, JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navient certified factory dealer. Call JKL today for system replacement, oil to gas, or for heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering at 401-351-7600. I'll give you that number again, 401-351-7600. JKL, they'll keep you cool in the summertime, warm in the wintertime. Estimates are free, financing is available, and the highest rebates on the market. Call JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Uh, just log on, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. In the left-hand side, you click Listen Live. This portion of the program, folks, brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center. It's been a tremendous season, and I'm so excited for them. Of course, it's the number one PR landscape materials and garden center. They do such a fantastic job. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. And right now, I mean, it just matches the season. They have uh, tremendous straw, corn stalks, sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, uh, gourds, large and small, full arrangements and crafts, mums and kale, ready to go all at PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Take a ride and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They're right off of Route 4, as I like to say, right across from where alleys used to be. Uh, look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And then also their website is prmaterials.shop. They're terrific. Folks, shop local. And, you know, listen, we're limited with what we can do during this COVID situation. Hey, you know, get your house decorated. You'll feel better. Make it festive, uh, especially for children, grandchildren. You'll you'll really like it and enjoy it. I want to uh, mention this story. I found it online. It's in Time Magazine. And uh, they sent out, and it's, you know, folks, this is the type of thing that it makes you wonder really where things are in the state of the race. If you're a Trump supporter, you want to hear this. If you're a Biden supporter, you really want to hear this. Joe Biden is running an invisible digital campaign in an all-important Michigan, and that's making some Democrats nervous. So, you know, this is what it means when reporters go on the ground and really see what it's like and try to get a sense of, you know, you, you can't just, that's why some of these talking heads on television, some of the cable news shows, you know, they're not out there. You have to be there on the ground to truly get a sense of where the race is. And they talk with this man, an 83-year-old former Chrysler employee, uh, employee, and he's definitely voting for Biden. But he said, you know, his name is, um, uh, his last name is Sabe. So, um, and he's Don Sabe. He's saying, I can't even find a sign. And this is one of those areas of Michigan that is without question it's very de decisive and said you know everywhere he goes in a store he sees trump flags he sees trump people wearing this uh, t-shirts and so forth but said he can't find there's no biden campaign in michigan they won't confirm the location of any field physical field office 
Instead, they say they have supply centers for handing out signs. So, and then when the reporter is saying, you know, well, how many people do you have on the ground in Michigan? The response was, well, what do you mean by on the ground? Well, we know what they mean by on the ground. So what this means, means there's no young volunteers in Biden shirts pounding the pavement, no clusters of, clusters of posters marking the Biden field office, few bumper stickers on the highway. Now, they're saying there are more Biden signs than Hillary in 2016, uh, but that's not enough given the enthusiastic you know, presidential campaign that's in the state. Biden visited Michigan last week. Only a handful of supporters came to see him. His campaign didn't disclose the location of the event, even to the local Democrat county chair. Well, we don't want to attract a crowd because of COVID. And so the Biden campaign is basically invisible in Michigan compared with you have Trump flags everywhere, pickup trucks, um, massive airplane parts being transported on the highway. 30 Trump supporters gathered to protest outside the Biden event last week, waving their flags, cheering, cars honking. Eight Biden supporters showed up after driving around some of the state. Uh, the only reason you think Biden was up in Michigan is because, ready? Because the polls have consistently said he's up in Michigan. You know, folks, what this means, and this is really important, and and that is, you know, it does have an effect when people do go out and you, you know, you're listing and you ride around and you have a Trump flag or you wear your Trump shirts and it shows the enthusiasm and it's so important right now. And you think about that Trump boat parade. Now, there's some people that discount this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, you know, look in our own area. There's no Biden momentum. There's no Biden rally. I have I've heard there some people have said they've seen some Biden signs or bumper stickers. Now, I have not seen that. I think what you have, and it's it's so difficult to get a handle on the race, but you start to wonder if, if, if a big part of this is, you know, there's a difference of you're against something or you're, you're for something. And what do I mean by that is, listen, there's no question people were enthusiastic about Barack Obama, big time. The rallies, I mean, he had supporters, the volunteers, you had campaign officers. When you arrived at a state, you could tell there was definitely the energy enthusiasm, regardless of whether or not you were for him or not. I am telling, you know, you could visibly see it. You didn't see that in 2016. It was more, you know, they didn't know what to think of, uh, I think, in 2016. I think a lot of people, especially on the Democrat side, they just thought it was going to be the natural transfer of power from, uh, from Barack Obama to Hillary. But this time around, you see a lot of people, they're against the president. They're definitely people that are against President Trump, but that doesn't mean they're with Biden. And then they're not having that same enthusiasm. Look at locally, were you the different, the progressives are the ones on the march. You know, for lack of a better term, but if we still want to just call it like the Bernie party, right, or the AOC party, or in this case, maybe even the Markey party, that that crowd they're not with Biden. And you just start to wonder, I don't see any enthusiasm there. Now, I know they hide behind the COVID, but you start to wonder, are these people really going to get out and vote on Election Day? This is very good news. Now, the Trump supporters, that's why it's so important in these battleground states to remain visible and have their own gatherings and have rallies. And you see the people, you know, start to form. We saw it out at and Rocky Point, you're seeing some of the mini rallies that pop up and it's Trump supporters finding themselves and getting that enthusiasm out there. Now, if it's going on here, you have to think it's going on in the battleground states. You know, obviously very important for this to be going on in places like where it is going on, Michigan, Florida, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin is such an important state. The president's going back to Wisconsin and then also North Carolina and Arizona. So I think you, you don't see that being reported. And I think it's interesting. And I give the reporter from Time, a lot of Time magazine, a lot of credit for going on the ground. And there's a huge difference of, you know, are you really on the ground? Are you knocking on doors? Do you have organization there? Do you really have volunteers or are they just depending on the people they feel have become um, somewhat like anti, they're just against the president. And there's a world of difference. Locally, the progressives, I don't see any enthusiasm for the Biden campaign. Folks, none. And think about this. You know, the, the first debate is less than two weeks away. 
The election now is under 50 days. When does the Biden enthusiasm kick in? He's obviously, he's not coming to Rhode Island. He's got to go to, if he's going anywhere, he's going to the battleground states. Um, Compared with, you know, think of that. Hillary was, was, was in Central Falls, you know, four years ago, trying to really get the enthusiasm going. This portion of the John DePietro show, folks, now remember, it's going to continue to get cooler. In this heating season, I'd like you to call my friends at Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans. They have lock and cap pricing, service contracts, oil burner service installation, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Henry Oil, for this heating season, make Henry Oil your oil company. Call them today, 401 521 0200 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Residential, commercial, service contracts. Uh, Rhode Island tradition, think of their history. 1947 was when Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered fuel oil, single truck operation. Folks, it's a family business. They're a joy to deal with. Henry Oil, call them today. 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred. I don't care who you've used in the past. It's 2020. This is John DePietro. I'm asking you to go with Henry Oil. 401-521-0200. You know, I mentioned the website. Again, next time you're at the website, dipietro.com, click on, we have links to some of our great sponsors on the website, Mills Coffee Roasters, also Just Angels, which are gifts from the heart, custom religious items, uh, remembrance gifts, hundreds of other products, justangelsonline.com. But check them out on the website. And then we also have uh, RE Coogan Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. It's Coogan Heating, again, at the website. And then we also have this interesting one, Operation Made, One Veteran at a Time. Click on the link, Rhode Island Company, and these are all items made by veterans. So again, you can find all of these sponsors right there at the website, depetro.com. Saving, whether it's residential, commercial, seal coating, or patios, J. Perry Paving. They'll always provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Over 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. Folks, this is the perfect time to have it done. Call J. Perry Paving today. They offer free estimates for any project. Their work is just fantastic. Look for them online. It's jperrypaving.com or call them 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. Visit their website, jperrypaving.com and also look for them on Facebook, J. Perry Paving. Find out about the benefits of asphalt. J. Perry Paving, 732-1730. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. If it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 401-823-1330. R&R Roofing. Have you been thinking about getting, maybe it's time, repair that roof Maybe it is time for a new roof. All types of shingle, flat roofs. You know, it's so important for your structure, whether at home or work, you need a roof, folks. That is what keeps nothing else matters in your home. If you don't have a solid roof, call R&R Roofing today. All work is guaranteed. Call for a free estimate at 401-823-1330. The owner, Richard Rossi, over 40 years in business. Call R&R Roofing today. Call for a free free estimate. All work is guaranteed. 401-823-1330. Fully insured. And on top of that, Angie's List, award winner, over five years in a row. Now, I've met with Richard 
Folks, he cares. He cares attention to detail. And on top of that, impeccable cleanliness throughout the job. Job site is waterproof daily. Call for a free estimate. And all work is guaranteed. That makes such a difference. R&R Roofing. Now, if you're thinking of having your roof done, maybe it is time for a new roof. At least call, at least call R&R Roofing and get a free estimate. 401 823 1330 401-823-1330 for R&R Roofing. You can also check out their website. It's r-and-r-roofing-ri.com. Call them, 823-1330. It's R&R Roofing. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It's time for our legal segment with me is uh, one of Rhode Island's top attorneys, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to start off this story in North Providence where first day of school, everyone's excited. And at the end of school, one of the teachers is arrested. Boy, a lot of parents complaining and wondering, you know, why, why wasn't he charged, granted, presumed innocent? Um, but um, what can you tell us about this story with the teacher in North Providence? Well, it's a sensational story because you've got a school teacher being arrested on school grounds for an alleged sexual assault or multiple potential sexual assault charges. Um, The teacher involved apparently lives in Barrington, um, and apparently the North Providence Police Department has been attempting to have him um, charged uh, for quite some time. And this guy was avoiding or evading um, contact with the police. In fact, it was the East Providence Police Department, which were attempting to charge him. He works in North Providence. He lives in Barrington. The alleged criminal conduct apparently occurred in East Providence. So East Providence is trying to get this guy served and have him arrested at his home in Barrington. He avoids, he's never there. He won't answer the door. Now they got this guy who is an alleged um, sexual offender of a person over 14 and under 16. And I guess they really don't want him to be around kids and teaching, but the only place they could get him arrested and serve him was um, the first day of school because they knew exactly where he would be and when he would be there. So since he made it difficult for them to do their job in Barrington at his house, they had no choice but to get him where they knew he would be at a specific time. So it's unfortunate because it casts an aspersion against the town of North Providence and its schools. But North Providence has stressed that whatever this guy did, did not happen on school grounds, did not happen with any student at the school, and that his job has nothing to do with, nor did North Providence students have anything to do with this. Um, it was just an embarrassing thing that he was served at the school. He's been charged, John, with two counts of first-degree sexual assault, one count of second-degree sexual assault, and one count of third-degree sexual assault. The alleged victim, as I said, is over 14, under 16. If you're under 16, you don't have uh, the capacity to consent to this type of sexual um, conduct or contact under Rhode Island law. And John, we've talked about this before. Sometimes, many times, that's a male who gets involved with a young person who they may think is over 18. The person may say, yes, I'm over 18. But if that person is really 15, and you take the person's word for it that they're 18, and you engage in uh, sexual relationships, and it goes bad, and the person then complains, um, The fact that you misunderstood the person's age or the fact that the person lied to you about their age is not a sufficient defense. So if you're involved in that type of, um, if a person chooses to be involved with sexual relationships with someone who's a teenager, essentially, um, you got to be real careful because if they're not 18, even though they say they are, you could find yourself in the same boat as this gentleman and many other folks who have been prosecuted for sexual assault allegations and charges in the past. What is uh, surprising, Tim, is, uh, I mean, the, you're not talking about like the cable guy or 
I mean, what I, I just you can't get inside someone's head. But what, what did he think was going to happen? I mean, the, it's it's the police that are going unless he completely didn't know they were trying to find him. But that was uh, I don't remember anything like that in, in quite some time uh, that well, I, I can remember. Maybe it's so high profile because of his occupation. Well, one never knows. One never knows with the police. The police say they've been trying to get this guy and he was just avoiding them. And if that's true, well, so be it. If it's really not true and they wanted to sensationalize this and embarrass sure. this guy, um, we've seen many cases where um, the police in the process of arresting somebody uh, make a spectacle of it and yep. make a spectacle of it when it's not necessary to do so. Let's reference about a year or two ago, Nick Kettle. That kid's arrested sure. on a Friday afternoon by like six state police cruisers come swarm his house. Yep. Um, for no apparent reason other than they wanted to make a political point or send a message to this guy who, at the end of the day, did have pretty good defenses to the charges he was, um, um, the crimes he was charged with. So one doesn't know. Maybe this guy who was charged here, um, this teacher in North Providence, maybe he was um, giving the cops attitude. Maybe he was making a game of it. We don't know. The, the facts as to why they had to um, arrest him in this manner. Sure. Um, the, the notion that you've got a school teacher anywhere teaching kids who is, even if it's not on school grounds, arrested for sexual assault uh, charges, it's a pretty creepy thing to think about that your kid might be going to school and there's some sexual you know predator or sure. person who's involved with underage children uh, for sexual purposes. Um, it would be jarring to the parents, but they've got to put the story in context yep. that, you know, the school had not hired someone doing something on school grounds, fortunately. Folks, it's uh, the John DePietro Show. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, since all the protests have started, we hear the name and they, they chant her name a lot. And that's Brianna Taylor. And they've had um, a lot of problems in Louisville since this case happened. The whole thing. We've talked about it a little bit just because then the boyfriend, finally, he started talking. And uh, it has to do with the no-knock warrant. And um, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Is They, they still haven't charged anyone in this yet, but I don't believe. But they, they have come out with a monetary settlement and then also um, tied it in with that there'll be police reform with the Breonna Taylor case. Yes, this is such a high-profile case. And the facts, if correct are pretty egregious that um, you've got a no-knock warrant. They think there's drug dealing going on. Um, the cops go in. The cops claim they announced that they were going in, but there's a dispute as to whether they did announce themselves or whether it was a true no-knock warrant where you just bust the door down. You don't announce yeah. anything. You, wanna, you want the element of surprise if you're the cops, when you're going in expecting to find drugs, drug transaction, or other criminal activity. So they go blasting in, and uh, Brianna Taylor's in the apartment with her boyfriend. He thinks they're not cops. They don't identify or announce that they're cops. He thinks it's another group of criminals coming in to potentially um, steal the drugs that they think are being transacted in that house or for it just a B&E potentially. So he shoots and it's debatable whether his bullet uh, hit an officer or whether it was a ricochet of one of the officer's bullets when they returned fire. But boyfriend gets off one shot and the response is a salvo of, a, I think something like 40 or 50 rounds are fired within this apartment. It's not funny, but the picture of this overreaction is um, astounding. Um, Brianna is hit. She, she is ultimately dies at the scene. Um, she's gasping for breath, laying on the, on the floor, bleeding out. And, um, the, the cops are all attending to their fellow officer who was shot in the leg. Um, it was just a real, um, embarrassing story. It reminds me, John, a little bit of the uh, Freddie Gray situation where the city of Baltimore settled with Freddie Gray's family before the police officers had um, gone to court on their criminal trials. Ultimately, they were all acquitted or the charges were dropped. 
but the city had still paid out a substantial amount of money. Um, in this situation with Brianna Taylor, they've paid out $12 million. In Freddie Gray's case, I think it was $6 million. And the city has agreed to a number of police reforms. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the cops are going to be agreeing to. Some of them seem quite onerous, John. In, in, what, in what way? Well, several things. Um, one, one of the things that they've agreed, the city has agreed to do is to send in a team of social workers yeah. to accompany the police. Now, how would you like to be the social worker? Oh, man. Accompanying the cops, going yeah. to a scene of somebody who is maybe barricaded in their house, has weapons. Um, there's any number of situations. If you're the social worker, you better put on some pretty heavy body armor. Um, yeah. That's one of the things which I thought was, you know, one of these feel good, you know, social policies, which I don't think has any practical application right. when you've got a police crisis situation that they're trying to control. Um, they also have changed the policies regarding um, search warrants. Uh, they have to be approved by not only a judge, but someone from the command staff within the police department. Uh, there's new rules on when SWAT teams can be used. Um, they're encouraging officers to perform two hours of paid community service in the community they serve. So they want the cops to be social workers. Mm. Um, they're going to provide credits to encourage officers to move into low-income areas within I the city. Hear, yeah, right. Yeah, um, I'm sure that's going to be very popular with the police officers. Yeah. They're going to be rushing to move into these crime-ridden parts of the city for a tax so. credit. Yeah. Again, it's some social feel-good policy that I don't think will have any practical application in the world of police and uh, police officers and law enforcement. Um, they want social workers to assist with every dispatch run. That's not practical. No. Um, they want a commitment from the police union to um, increase drug and alcohol testing for cops to make sure that the cops are stable and that these aren't bad cops out there uh, who have maybe a mental health problem, which would make them more susceptible to reacting um, improperly um, in, in a life or death situation where they may have to fire their weapon. Um, they want mandatory EMTs and paramedics uh, to be present anytime a search warrant is executed. They want to have EFTs standing by, I guess, in case the search warrant goes wrong and shots get fired. Well, again, let's, I mean, we're actually going to leave it right there. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's John DePietro with attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508 336 2110. 508 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work, you need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. And um, Tim, the next story... Uh, our legal expert. The next story that I, I wanted to um, touch on is this uh, whole situation. Uh, you know, we had first heard about it, but this is a good lesson for apparently this uh, brother of a Boston counselor. He lives in Cumberland, but he's a, he's a big guy and he would just park himself outside of nightclubs, allegedly, um, and, and try to play himself off. I think he even had that he was a either a Lyft driver or an Uber driver. And he would wait and, and just wait for that unsuspecting female to, uh, to come walking out of the nightclub. A lot of times intoxicated, obviously all pre COVID, but um, boy, the more that this has expanded, this, this was going on for quite some time. And, and these are, um, he's looking at, uh, I mean, potentially the same life in prison. He was filming the victims. It's, um, it's a very, very serious case. It's a really creepy case, John. This is a really disturbing case that people should pay attention to. You're right. This guy from Cumberland would go to Boston, pose as an Uber driver. I think he probably had the Uber logo or that light up Uber sign. And he'd wait around nightclubs. He'd wait for a single woman who would apparently be waiting for um, Lyft or Uber. And he would show up saying, well, you know, the the other driver called away. He's the new Uber driver. Sounds legit. Um, I know from experience, you're supposed to check the license plate um, and the driver is supposed to call you out by name to make sure, you know, that it's the right person picking up the right individual who's requested the ride. So he was successful at getting, I guess, single women waiting for their ride to get into his vehicle. He's now been charged with uh, two counts of aggravated rape, five counts of rape, two counts of kidnapping, um, one count of assault with an attempt to rape, and eight counts of filming unsuspecting people in the nude. So he would get these women, um, bring them back to wherever. Um, He would film what he was doing or film them when they were um, naked, he would rape them. He kidnapped a couple of them. Um, He's looking at life in prison. He's going to be charged as a habitual offender. Apparently he's had previous contacts with law enforcement for similar rape allegations, but nothing so sophisticated as posing as an Uber driver and doing it over and over and over. The story also has more, um, 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 high profile nature in Boston because this guy's sister is on the city council. Yeah. So she's being asked over and over, what about your brother? And she's like, I'm having no comment about his situation. So it's a family embarrassment, which may rub off on her from a political standpoint, but it's just a crime that should make anyone who uses these um, Uber Lyft type services be very cautious. It's a double check license plate. And make sure the driver calls you out by name. Are you John? Yep, you're 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 my. Um, I'm here to pick you up, um, so that there's no misunderstanding. 
because we've seen around the country there's been situations where there's been folks posing as Uber drivers and even some of the real Uber drivers have We're speaking with uh, attorney Tim Dodd. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. You want to stay as healthy as you possibly can. And one of the ways you can do that is if you stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305 3585, 305-3585. Stop in at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. I'll bet you've driven past that old church many different times. Now is your chance to stop in. And what are you going to find? Well, Marie is so incredible. It's My Health. It helps you with your health, your family's health. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products, like a kai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. At It's My Health at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, you're going to find over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. And folks, Marie is so knowledgeable. These are all natural ingredients you want to put when you're uh, put involved as ingredients when you're cooking and it's so healthy for you and your family, plus hemp and CBD products. For oral and topical use, they have vitamins for children. They're going to keep you healthy. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie. Pop by 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. What an incredible store, incredible selection. She is so knowledgeable. Just pop in, swing in. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. With us is attorney Tim Dodd. Uh, Tim, we had a minor glitch, but this Alvin Campbell of just the headline, alleged serial rapist, uh, charges of assaulting multiple women. It is like something out of, um, out of almost, it, there's a reason why there are Hollywood films that depict this, of the filming and everything else is because it's based on real stories. But Tim, could this potentially be some kind of legal charges, or no, maybe not charges, but um, could, the, could the companies, Uber and Lyft, maybe be um, uh, held accountable or at least the women involved going after them legally? It would depend if this gentleman was actually a Uber driver. Okay. And if, and if he was authorized to have that Uber light up logo in his car, um, potentially, but this is outside the scope of his employment, if you will, with yeah. Uber. Okay. He was not. He was not on the clock. He was not yeah. expecting to pick up rides. They weren't funneling calls to him. So it's doubtful that Uber could get um, held liable uh, civilly because of this guy's criminal conduct. Okay, um, I think he was a former driver, and he. he I think he even had you know kind of like a um, it was like a Lincoln Navigator, uh, if I remember. It was a, definitely an SUV, a big one, and the problem is. Uh, because the, I think the company is just so new. A lot of these women, it's late at night. They've never mind. They've been, they're intoxicated, and it's like, hey, are you my ride? Yes, and then they just get in, and then they, it goes from there. So again, it's it's also Tim. It's a pre-COVID uh, type story. I also just wonder um, that lawsuit against the former Bristol town administrator has apparently. Um, this was the story the Boston Globe had broken. It was a little. It was very disturbing, as a matter of fact. Someone had been. Uh, the Grand Marshal of the parade kind of came down um, rather late last night, but the lawsuit against the former Brown uh, Bristol town official accused of raping that boy has been dismissed. David Barboza. Um, it, it, what, what stands out there? It seems a little, what can you tell us about this? The fact that it, it was, it was dismissed. Well, it was a civil case. Um, the, the alleged victim brought a case for money damages against Mr. Barboza who has been defending the case. This has been going on for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and suddenly 
out of the blue, the case is dismissed. Uh, Barboza's uh, attorney gave a brief statement saying words to the effect that um, the case has been resolved and dismissed to the mutual satisfaction of all parties. Normally, that would presuppose that there must have been a monetary um, settlement which led to the case being dismissed. If that's the case, and it's speculative, there would, partic- there would typically be a confidentiality agreement where neither party can discuss the terms of any resolution of the case, whether it includes money or anything else. Um, so it's unlikely the alleged victim, the plaintiff in this case, will be saying anything about um, why the case was uh, dismissed, the terms that might have led to the dismissal or anything else. Um, that would be the typical way things would go. So it's doubtful we're ever going to hear the terms that might have led to this case suddenly being dismissed. Tim, do law enforcement, do they sometimes, I don't want to say they frown on it, but then sometimes are some of these cases, you know, people will sometimes, the accused will say the person just wants money, but potentially this is one of those examples of whatever happened now we're never going to know. And now he just seemingly would go kind of, I don't want to say scot-free, but seemingly as soon as it, they, they use the courts as a way to obtain the, the financial settlement that they're looking for. Yes. And in, in, in many cases, um, the quality and quantity of evidence would not be sufficient to get a conviction because the standard of proof is beyond a reasonable doubt. But that same set of facts might be enough to get a civil judgment because it's a lower standard. The classic example is the OJ case. He's found not guilty. Right. Criminal case. Uh, He gets dinged for 30 some million dollars in the civil case. So this might have been a similar case where the cops didn't feel they had enough to prosecute him. But um, the victim wanted to pursue his request or his pursuit of justice, if you will, by whatever means necessary. And if his goal was to get a financial settlement, maybe he was successful. We'll never know. Maybe it was uh, determined that he didn't have enough evidence to go for and he simply dropped it. I, I don't think, again, we'll ever really know what led to this case suddenly being dismissed. Um, folks, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, our next story that I'd like you to touch on, and this is a, another one seems unusual. It was a terrible story of this woman that was taking in all of these foster children, and she was not up to doing it. She had a child who was supposed to be helping, and without going through all the details, one of the children who was had some problems and I think was even disabled, was even it's so terrible, just left in a bathtub all day, and then apparently drowned. Um, This is this woman, uh, Michelle, and I always mispronounce her last name, Rothberg or something like that. But this is odd that that she did not show up in court. And the judge seemed uh, upset that she was not in court with her attorneys. Well, yes, the judge would be upset. Um, This is a terrible, terrible criminal allegation. This is the woman who had all the foster kids, many of them disabled and One of the foster kids winds up dying in the bathtub, having been left unattended for something like eight hours. Um, She's charged. Um, She's released on bail. And when you're released on bail, you're supposed to agree to not commit any further crimes, and you're supposed to keep the peace and be of good behavior. That's the standard expression. And you're supposed to keep the state and uh, probation um, informed of your... um, living arrangements at all times. If you move, you're supposed to let them know. If something else happens, you're supposed to let them know. This uh, woman, Michelle Rothgeb, um, sold her house in the Oakland Beach uh, area in Warwick back in April, and she never told law enforcement or probation, I've sold my house, I'm going to be moving. Um, She then gets an Uh, disabled or handicapped accessible RV and she um, falsely tells some gentleman with a farm, she gives a false name and she says, I need a quiet place to uh, hang out for a while in my RV because I'm grieving a death in the family. He says, okay, because he doesn't know who she is and he accepts her her sob story. Eventually, uh, it's discovered that um, 
that's where she's staying. He, the farmer cooperates with law enforcement. Um, she must have caught wind that um, the jig was up as far as staying at that location. And um, she has moved again. Now there's a warrant for her arrest because they don't have her. Apparently, they've also learned that she spent some time over the summer. She drove to Oklahoma. One of the conditions of when you're released on bail is you're not supposed to leave the state of Rhode Island unless you get court permission. So she's off driving around the country, um, moving around, selling real estate, staying in RVs, and not informing the state of what's going on. So there's a warrant for her arrest. They will find her. They will pick her up, and she'll be held without bail thereafter because she's clearly demonstrated that she's a danger to the community because she's not cooperating or complying with the conditions of her release. And I think the judge, I believe, has said that he he absolutely wants the judge wants her in the courtroom next time that they convene. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, folks, our final story, Tim Dodd, and this has been going on and on. It certainly got people's attention. It has to do with the Boston Marathon bomber. Uh, what got the headlines was that the the death penalty was, uh, at least for a period of time, was was revoked. But uh, people should know that the case is still still alive. The prosecutors are still going for that. Yes. What happened is the First Circuit Court of Appeals um, had to review this case because Sarnayev, through his attorneys, appealed his conviction. That goes to the First Circuit because it was a federal prosecution. And after reviewing everything and all of the grounds for appeal, uh, the First Circuit said, we're not disturbing um, the finding of guilt. What we are overturning is the jury finding of um, that the death penalty was warranted in this situation. Um, the First Circuit um, determined that the trial judge committed error during the voir dire process. The voir dire process is the method by which uh, the court will inquire of jurors to make sure they have no prior bias, um, undue familiarity with the case, um, had made up their mind in advance. It's an attempt to get jurors who are open and don't have any bias or prejudice one way or another. And uh, the First Circuit found that the trial judge did not do an adequate job in the voir dire process when it came to the element of uh, juries knowing that they're going to be considering the potential of um, the death penalty. Apparently, the judge only properly voir dired three of the um, 12 jurors that were on the case. He did it with three. He didn't do it with nine. Um, the First Circuit said the case has to be remanded for a retrial on the issue of whether or not the death penalty should be considered only. Uh, the prosecutors say, well, that's going to be very difficult to do without letting a new jury know all the, the horrific facts and circumstances of this case. It's essentially a retrial of the whole matter, putting all the families, the victims, etc., through another trial, reliving all of this dreadful, horrific experience during the Boston Marathon. Um, so the prosecutors have a choice either say we're not going to do anything about it because we don't want to put the families through that, in which case Sarnayev stays um, in jail, life without the possibility of parole for the rest of his natural life. Or say, okay, First Circuit, we'll do what you say. We'll have a new trial and we'll put the families through it. So the third option is to do neither of those things yet, but take a shot at the Supreme Court to see if the Supreme Court will overrule the First Circuit saying, no, 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 you're wrong. What the trial justice did was adequate, um, and they'll reinstate the death penalty um, verdict by this jury. I don't think the Supreme Court's going to touch this case. I don't think they're going to um, put their um, determination on whether the judge uh, voir dired correctly or not. I think they're going to send it back down. I don't think they're going to micromanage this trial. Hmm. So the, the feds are trying to get the First Circuit to, to I mean, the Supreme Court to overturn the First Circuit. Not going to happen. Then they're going to have to make the dreadful choice, let him stay in jail for life or tee it up for another retrial on death penalty and have an extended trial 
and let all the families relive the trauma. It's going to be a terrible choice, but I don't think the Supreme Court's going to help them out. Folks, he is our uh, legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you again. You too, John. Take care. Johnson Propane. Folks, stop in and see Phil Johnson. You can call him at 621-8129, located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Now, right in front of Stop and Shop next to Wendy's, they're open seven days a week for all your propane needs. It's Johnson Propane. Propane tanks filled, plus they have tanks and supplies. Here's the thing with Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. They'll refill your Blue Rhino tank. Now, most of the time, if you bring it somewhere, they swap it out and they charge you 22 bucks. Not with Johnson Propane. Phil will refill that Blue Rhino tank for just $15. They're open seven days a week, right next door to Wendy's. Credit cards accepted, nine to seven each day. Stop it and see Phil, and he never runs out. He's always backed up. Since 1971, you can depend. Johnson Propane. Bring in your propane tanks. Call them 621-8129. Better yet, stop in and see them. 904 Manton Avenue of Providence, right in front of the Stop and Shop. The guy is a legend, and right next door to Wendy's, it's Johnson Propane. You're listening to The John DePietro Show, weekdays 11 to 2, right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online. Visit the website, depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Folks, by the way, once you're there, I hear so much uh, feedback from people. Thank you. If you want to see some of the videos we've done where we go and cover the protests with uh, Facebook Live, all those videos are posted right there on the website, depetro.com. If you want to get in touch with me, log on to the website. You just click on Contact John, and it's uh, up-to-date and it's going to remain that way. I mean, here we are in the home stretch, leading towards the election. All my links to social media and uh, all the exclusive stories, you can see it right there. Just log on 24-7, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, Petro.com. And as always, you can always listen live right there at the website. Brothers Disposal, call them today, 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have a great page, yellow and purple, Laker colors. Brothers Disposal. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe are you doing a small household construction project or maybe some project around your home? Call Brothers Disposal. Let's get a dumpster in the driveway. Or maybe you're deciding to do a little bit of a fall clean out, get rid of some of your unwanted belongings. Folks, whether it's in the garage, the basement, or the attic, call Brothers Disposal today. 401-688-0517. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. Come on, brother, with Brother's Disposal. 401-688-0517.